Welcome to the Energy Fellows Podcast, where each episode is designed to share expertise and experiences from U.S. and global energy fellows. They provide direction and possible solutions for ultimate journey results. Here's your host, Mark Stansberry. Welcome to another episode of the Energy Fellows Podcast. I'm Mark Stansbury, host of the program, is, uh, and uh, we have with us a special guest. Uh, he's been on before, and before I introduce him, I need to tell you a little bit more about TheEnergyFellows.com. If you go to TheEnergyFellows.com, uh, you can look at our past episodes, catch up with what OGGN is doing as well, and uh, Oil and Gas Global Network. And uh, also, you can look on the uh, uh, show notes today. And uh, you'll be able to uh, see the uh, website for uh, the, our guest, as well as uh, there's a survey that takes about 10 seconds or less. You get uh, stickers for your hard hats or your computer, whatever you want to use it for, <laughs> use them for. Uh, also, there's a survey, uh, another survey on there as well. And then there's a rate and review. Definitely rate, rate us and review. Uh, give us reviews. Tell us what uh, we can do uh, better, uh, what you do like. And also, uh, who you'd like to hear from as far as guests or topics, we'd love to hear from you on that as well. So anytime you can help us improve the program, uh, we would love to do that as well. Uh, I'm really excited to share with you that uh, the uh, film, the documentary that I helped produce, uh, Sherwood Forest Top Secret, has been nominated for Heartland Emmy, and we're pleased with that. It's uh, nationally being shown, uh, and hopefully you'll be able to see that if you haven't already. Uh, also, uh, the book, uh, The American Needs, America's Energy and Its Natural Resources, uh, is, uh, can be found on uh, Amazon and, and uh, some other, uh, Barnes & Noble and some other locations as well. So, if you will, that's a monograph, uh, a supplement to the book I published uh, about 10 years ago, wrote. It's American Needs, America's Energy, Creating Together the People's Energy Plan. And then the column, Woman Magazine. I uh, hope you'll uh, look at that as well. Each time the article comes out, you can get it online, a woman magazine, also Energies Magazine, or Woman Magazine, uh, that I also contribute to as well. It's my 10th year as a contributing editor to Woman. I'm very proud of working with the team there and the publisher, Emmanuel Sullivan. Uh, also, uh, tune in to upcoming episodes. Appreciate the OGGN Network and our sponsors. So now that leads me to, to my guest, our guest and uh, great friend, a great leader, uh, CEO of Align Energy Solutions, Phil Rice. Phil, welcome. Hey, Mark. Thanks so much for having me. It's it's a blast. I always love well, getting, to, getting to chat with you. Man, I agree with you. It's it's wonderful. I will say uh, that uh, you're in a location. Uh, I will normally don't say where the location is, but I will have to say <laughs> it's further north than Oklahoma yeah. and Cooper. And uh, we're reaching, getting reached close to the 100-degree weather here. I know down in Texas it's 105 or 110 or maybe higher certain locations in Texas. And uh, to be from Dallas that you, where you've been uh, stationed for quite some time there yeah. to up in Colorado, uh, you've already rubbed it in already, but welcome. <laughs> That's right. No, thanks. Yeah, I uh, had, to, had to get out of that Texas heat. Uh, so hanging out in Colorado uh, for a month and – it's quite delightful. <laughs> well, when we're talking about a line. I think that has something to do with proper planning and making sure things are in order. And I think That's you've right. done that. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, right. so, so, so you need to, need to help me on my schedules, but oh, and yeah. locations, but also uh, a line energy solutions. Before we get into that, 
there are those that may have already heard you on the air, whether it's on National Energy Talk or the Energy Fellows podcast, either one. Yeah. Um, but there are those that have not heard from you. And there are some that just need to be uh, reminded or renewed about your background and uh, why uh, Line Energy Sol- Solutions is a way to go. Uh, please give us a background on yourself. And then, uh, if you will, tell us what's happening. Update us on uh, Line Energy Solutions. Yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, great, great intro, Mark. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Uh, again, my name is Phil Rice, CEO of Line Energy Solutions. Um, my background uh, originally was uh, in small business startup and uh, in marketing, content creation, uh, uh, marketing, helping, uh, helping clients and companies develop their message and things like that. And, um, you know, we've come a long way in 10, 15, 20 years on that front. It's pretty wild. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Align Energy Solutions, again, just real briefly, uh, we, we started under the premise that if we can help companies align internally, things like story, purpose, values, impact, and culturally, things like sustainability, diversity, inclusion, placemaking, mental health, these kinds of things. If we can create some alignment around those things uh, within a specific company and anchor points that are that are real life things that are, are happening within the company uh, on those topics and in those spheres, we find that there's an incredible synergy around uh, around both hiring and, uh, and honestly, uh, clients as well. So there's just, when you're able to dial in those things of like, this is our purpose, this is who we are, this is why we exist. Um, and coupling that with real connectivity to cultural resident things, um, that are, that are vastly important, um, in, in the culture. Uh, if you can authentically connect those things, that's a, a really powerful way to move forward, uh, in any given industry, uh, especially in the oil and gas, uh, industry, uh, and energy in general, as we, as we see it transitioning in a lot of ways. Uh, but really that's the premise there. Wonderful. Well, transition is, is the key word because it's, uh, we're seeing a digital transformation. We're seeing, yeah. uh, AI robotics in the forefront as well as just uh, looking at all forms of energy, you know, from oil and gas, uh, oil and natural gas, to wind, solar, hydrogen, and uh, biomass and other nuclear and so forth, and looking at the whole mix of the energy areas and trying to find uh, the best pathway and uh, roadmap. Yeah. And that's really what Align is doing, is trying to help provide pathways for uh, for energy companies and those also outside of the energy companies that really yep. work with energy sector and providing a roadmap. And before we get to that, uh, it takes a lot of, of effort to get to those points and workforce development and talent are both at the forefront. And uh, I know Align is unique in that in that it's not really job seeking, job searching. Definitely work with companies like that and definitely yep. we work with the C-suites and the boards and so forth, but it's more, getting down to more to specifics through discovery. Can you tell us the, even more specific about the discovery? And uh, then we'll have some more follow-up from that if, to ask you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think um, I'd love to even just take a step step further uh, out in terms of a kind of a, a wider view. You know, when we look at, uh, at talent retention, um, and there are there's there are very uh, practical and logistic things that go into uh, like like you said, Mark, our talent retention program, um, and and they're very you know 
they're very key things that you can implement and structure that you can follow uh, to really uh, do some powerful things in that in that area. But I would even take it a step further uh, back to really paint the picture of why um, why why alignment is valuable uh, when we are considering you know when when we're considering the millennial generation when we're considering Gen Z. Uh, it's really helpful to take a step back and think about, I'm, I'm a millennial, uh, <laughs> turning 40 next year. And, um, and I've been giving this a lot of thought lately, but you know, why, like, what is the makeup of the millennial and why do they do what they do? Why do they think what they think? And something that I've just been musing on over the last few months is that honestly, it comes down to millennials love uh, and maybe all people love this, but I can, Mark, you can, you can speak to this, uh, for yourself, <laughs> but, but for myself and, uh, for many people, uh, in my demographic, you know, we really want to be a part of something awesome. Right. Um, we want to be a part of something that changes the world. We want to be part of something that's not just, uh, financially meaningful for us, but something that really drives us, uh, at a, at a deeper level of purpose. And, you know, I like from my background, when I think of even like my grade school experience and on into high school, I was always told that I could do anything, that I could mm -hmm. achieve anything, uh, that, you know, that the world is my oyster and there's so much out there for right. me to be a part of, take a, you know, take a, take a stab at, to jump into, to not be afraid to just go for it. And, and so I've been thinking about that, uh, when it, as it pertains to a line, and I think, I think there, are, there are three things that I just would love to, to just riff on for a minute. Um, and that first one is that we love to be a part of something awesome. We love to be a part of that, something that changes the world. And I think, that's, I think that's part of the human experience, generally speaking, but particularly for millennials and Gen Zs. There's just something in there that we just want to we want to be a part of something that's valuable. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, so that's one thing is we want to be a part of something. And the other thing that I was thinking about, like when, when I'm engaging, uh, when I'm engaging clients and when we're engaging companies, you know, the messaging that comes from corporate, uh, we can, you know, we'll stay in the oil and gas lane, the messaging that comes from oil and gas and energy in general, um, corporate, you know, big, big company and industry, uh, typically like our first foot forward is we don't trust them. Like we don't trust it. We don't trust the message. We, we, we've grown up in, um, you know, we've grown up in Saturday morning cartoons. We've had advertisements ever since we were, you know, watching the TV in the morning and after school, uh, advertising has you know, grown with us into the digital age and into social media and all of those things. And there's always a message. Um, and we just don't really trust people, uh, right off the bat. And so mm -hmm. I think that's where that second piece is we don't automatically trust. So when we hear a message that is wrapped in authenticity, that's backed by real things, um, both mm -hmm. internally and culturally, that's actually really meaningful for us. Um, and then that third piece that I've been thinking about. So yeah, it's, we, we want to be a part of something awesome. We want to change the world. We, 
we don't trust easily um, mm-hmm. because of the messaging, the barrage of messaging over the years. So authenticity is a big deal to us. And then third, we love to be entrusted with that uh, responsibility of something greater. We don't want to just join the team, but we want to be uh, contributors to that. Um, and so I, I just wanted to kind of give that blanket framework for um, as we discuss kind of at a deeper level, what are the tactical ways that, that Align goes about helping? It really comes from that, uh, those foundations of, I want to be part of something awesome. I want to be able to trust you, but I don't. And so if you can approach me with authenticity, that's a big deal. And that's really meaningful. And then I really want to be entrusted with some level of contribution and responsibility. Um, Mark, what do you think about that? Um, how do you, how do you feel about that? I'm glad you addressed it because, uh, and I agree that our messaging in the oil and gas sector is something that needs to be worked on by all means and delivered in a way that creates trust because, uh, because there's so many things that come from the oil and gas industry that are very positive, but yeah. it's not really expressed. No communication. It's more of, uh, yep. cause you get the news that, Oil and gas companies made this much money today, right. and millions of dollars, and they're only going to—they're going to put it right back in the ground, and you're not going to see any benefits from it. Yeah. And it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's more of a—you uh, know—looks like it's a greedy business and so forth. Mm-hmm. When in fact, a large part of the industry is very—I mean—it comes comes back back down to the fact uh, that there are so many out there that make a—you know—a nice living, but they're not all wealthy. You know, it's not like yeah. what we used to watch on J.R. Dallas show. Right. Right. Everyone comes out of the oil and gas business filthy rich, and which is not true. And to see that there are uh, a lot of the leaders, though, that are very wealthy, have given back in a big way. If you, yeah. I know in Oklahoma, for example, you can't hardly look at anything that hasn't been touched by the oil and gas industry. From mm-hmm. at, the, at one point, it was a Chesapeake Arena, you know, uh, Chesapeake Energy, yeah. uh, and so that was the NBA team that helped, you know, Aubrey McClendon and. His, his effort to get uh, the NBA here, the, many restaurants, many hospitals. Uh, mm-hmm. There's the Harold Ham Diabetes Center, which is Harold Ham, ahead of Continental Resources. A lot of these things wouldn't happen around us, but they're not, they're not talked about. They're not communicated. Yeah. It's more of that messaging. And beyond that is, is how far the oil and gas industry has been cleaned up, in a sense. There was yeah. one point where it wasn't, and, yeah. uh, and it was uh, the— I, you know, I don't know uh, who to blame or who not to blame, but it came down to the point that there, we, we found out through the years that we, one thing that I have, and we've, we have this at Align Energy as well, is striving for energy efficiency and environmental, environmental preservation. Yeah. Well, there, was, there was used to be one side energy and one side environmental, and it's still to that to a certain degree, but embracing is so important. I, I put together a conference several years ago at the University of Central Oklahoma called uh, myths and facts, and uh, mm. it was it was for the undergraduate and the graduate students both, and so w- two different two different venues, and it was amazing. At first, there was some uh, exactly what you just said. There mm. was no at the beginning of the conversation, and I had a panel put together from uh, different sectors: environmental, energy, and so forth. So it was it was a very balanced approach, and uh, there one thing I said is we're going to discuss and dialogue. We're not here to argue. We're not here to yeah. fuss about things. We need, but we need your honesty. You need to tell us and communicate what's going on in your life. And there were several 
that addressed it exactly the way you addressed it because the communication, the lack of messaging is strongly there. Um, yeah. and still there. It's not, you know, is it getting better? Maybe in certain ways, but, uh, through the years, uh, it was not addressed. Now there are those that do take advantage of a system just like other industries and every industry has those. But overall, I look at the oil and gas sector as a very important sector, but, the, but then I, and, and, and it's going to be around for a long time based on just the 6,000 products alone yeah. that we're going to need with that. There's got to be the trust that they're going to get us the best environmental situation possible along yeah. with the product. And that's where the breakdown of communication goes a lot of times. People want a fast track effort to mm-hmm. accomplish the environmental solutions along with energy solutions. And it's going to take a long time, especially when you have 3.5 billion people out in the world that don't have the access to energy that we do. Yeah. And, and the solutions are really looking, you know, when you think about wind or solar alone, it takes a lot of petrochemicals to produce the panels and, uh, and, the, and the, uh, the blades and so forth for the wind and for the solar alone. Mm-hmm. So that means the oil and gas industry still needs to be alive and well, but functioning properly and, uh, and to show that they are. When you have a board, though, and I'm speaking longer than I should here, but I'm, I'm going to say you have no, boards. Good, you have some boards that, uh, and I've said this before, they reflect you know, my age group say in their sixties and, uh, and there's, and they don't have maybe in, in when I say diversity, it doesn't mean just, uh, you know, culture or so forth, which is important, but also, uh, it has to do with age as well. That, uh, and different generational is probably a better way to say it. That's right. And, uh, we don't see that a lot of times. And so, uh, definitely needs to be uh, looked at from, they talk about environmental, social governance. I see, you know, I have different folks uh, that I talk to in the energy industry that think that's a threat. I don't yep. look at it as a threat. I know why, why they say that, because it looks like they're being forced to, and, and maybe are to a certain yeah. degree, to just fill out forms and they're going to be judged on how they address it individually and things like that. And things, Performance. Yeah. And that's not necessarily going to happen overnight, but they need, it needs to be addressed. And so, which leads us to, to fill <laughs> and to the and to workforce development and talent. You're telling me, and I agree, how can you, first of all, get talent to come towards the energy industry, especially oil and gas, yeah. when in fact you have this image, the message, and so forth that are not being looked at in a good way. They're going to look at uh, some other companies before, and other sectors before they look at energy yeah. possibly. But yeah. how do, can you turn that around as a line energy solutions and develop a workforce that also some may be enter the energy industry but not stay very long yep. until they find something better? And yeah. yet, because retention's a big deal. They get trained and they go, nope, I'm out of here. I had a, a good friend of mine that for years was in the uh, oil and gas sector and he got an opportunity to go to wind energy and he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he spent several years now he's back in the oil and gas industry. Okay, Phil, take over. Yeah, you know, I I think it's really interesting from my, uh, you know, I've so appreciated our conversations over the years, Mark, Um, and even just and with our peers uh, in the space, in the way that the the industry really had a talent pipeline um, from college all the way on, because it was so specific and so protected. That's right. And that's really just not the case anymore, uh, especially with Mm -hmm. the the introduction of new technologies and things like that. So somebody who would be in software development or any kind of tech 
uh, tech space that would be very beneficial to the energy sector, you know, they could also just go work for Google and they could also go work for whoever and develop the coolest, newest uh, tech in, you know, in healthcare or what have you. And so it's a, it's a different game than it was, um, right. you know, a decade, two, three ago. And, and so I think, I think it's important to, you know, and, th and that's why I kind of mentioned just kind of moving out to that foundational mm -hmm. level. I think it's really important to understand this, not from a, um, not from an, from a company level, but from a human level, you know, not from right. a systems level, but from a human level. Right. And so really the question is how, how can those in the energy space connect with talent at a human level, uh, through empathy and authenticity and a mutual desire to do something great. Um, and, and that's a lot, that's a lot of work, you know, coming from an industry that, that was really, that has really been focused on, on systems and process and, mm -hmm. uh, and it's difficult to really find the humanity sometimes in that. And so, so what we really like to do is, uh, in, in going through our process of discovery, we are both, we're both looking for and extracting the human element that already exists within a company. Um, and really highlighting those things and messaging those things. I mean, like you said, Mark, um, you know, there are, there are CEOs and C-suite uh, executives who really have a heart and a desire to bring powerful change and health to our planet. Right. And, and to be able to really understand that, to draw out those, uh, those words and those messages um, and even those programs and initiatives that really back those things up authentically. Uh, so in, in our talent retention program, it is, it is both a very straightforward system of, you know, a process of, we need to make sure that, uh, that the message has a through line from, uh, initial engagement out in the world all the way through, uh, when that talent is sitting at their desk, really working on this project and that project, you know, is there an authentic through line? Um, is the message, uh, it really is the message landing and is it, uh, is it authentically, um, congruent within the rest of the company? And then also, you know, are those, those communication systems in place that would make that possible. So it's not only a, uh, a messaging and a, uh, an initiative based, uh, conversation. It's also a systems. It goes back to those systems, but you know, mm -hmm. what are the messages that are flying down the highway of those systems? Mm -hmm. This is wonderful. Uh, the way you've addressed, it, it's just wonderful. Uh, and a line can definitely, uh, definitely be a, a way to develop this roadmap uh, through the pathways that you've yeah. provided today. Uh, I definitely hope you start hearing from folks because uh, that listen to this program because it's needed. Your organization's needed. It's yeah. it's definitely looking at other disciplines. Uh, there are those that just go out to hire mm -hmm. uh, for, for seeking uh, employment uh, and those kind of things or seeking employees that is. And trained in that area, but this goes beyond that. This goes to the yeah. discovery, understanding what a company's all about, the communications that's missing. Maybe it's a social 
side of it that they're not involved with, which I think in yep. this day and time uh, they need to be. Or it's a website oh, that just is, and I've heard you say this before, that looks, you know, it may need to reach, you know, change some things, especially the, the way the board looks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on, totally. On, 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 the, on viewing, you say, well, there's the board. There's and the board. some the, some young person. White, white male. <laughs> Uh, yeah, totally. That's a, that's a real 60, thing. 67 years old. And, totally. you, and, these, and these young people are going, I don't want to work there. Yeah. And okay. you're saying they want to make a difference. Well, it's not like uh, when my d- dad and uh, many of our relatives in the past they had a job for 30, 35 years, they retired with that yeah. one company. Yeah. We don't see that anymore. And we probably won't see it again for a long time because yeah. yeah. with right. you AI and robotics and, and all these other things that are in front of us, uh, cybersecurity issues and all these different things, it's a new world. With a new world uh, in in place, we need to keep up with that. And I find that those that don't are going to be either merging to another company or selling their company or selling their assets. And so uh, to develop a strong energy, oil and gas company and others, we've got to look at it from that standpoint. And so you've addressed it wonderfully well. I really appreciate that. Uh, are, are Are there some final comments? And first of all, website, what, what's, what's your website? where they can go and, and learn more and, uh, and to uh, reach out to you. Yeah, absolutely. It's alignenergysolutions.com. And, uh, you know, in terms of closing thoughts, I would just say that the, the topics that we have discussed uh, are, are vast and extensive. And somebody might be listening and saying, oh, my gosh, that's, that's so much. It's such an undertaking. And I would just say to that, that while the, while the initiative and while the work is, is large, um, it's also very simple to begin taking action in this, uh, in this regard. Uh, and working with us is very simple and I can, you know, hone it down to three steps. You know, step one, we can have a conversation about what you need uh, what you're trying to solve for when it comes to alignment, uh, in talent retention, um, in talent engagement. So the first thing, yeah, let's, let's discuss it. Let's have a conversation. Second, we'll walk through, um, a half day consultation and with some other data inputs that we will, uh, that we will walk you through. And then third, it's just implementing the roadmap. It's as simple as that. It's not changing it overnight. It's just an initial engagement. What are we trying to solve for? It's a deep dive as part two. And then really the third piece is a roadmap, following the roadmap that's put in place that we can walk out over 90 days, 180 days, you know, one quarter, two quarters, three quarters. And then before you know it, you're a few years down the road and you've done some incredible things uh, that have uh, both disrupted the status quo in the market, uh, and you've uh, established yourself as an industry leader when it comes to talent retention, uh, when it comes to client retention and those kinds of things. Uh, so it all starts with some really simple action-oriented steps. So you look at it then internally and externally? Both? Yep. Yes, sir. Yep. And uh, with that, uh, you go on uh, location? Or yes. is it also by, you know, Zoom, Zoom or what, yeah, how, how's it, it, how's it implemented? Totally. It's a little of both. Like I said, we, we have an initial conversation probably over Zoom unless we're in the locale. Uh, and then uh, that second step is an on-site um, half day consultation where we're really diving in deep uh, to those pieces. And then that third part 
the implementation, that roadmap that we will put together based on, on our findings um, happens over a period of time. And so th those are things that we do hand in hand with the company that we're working with, with the client we're working with. Uh, and so that can take on a, a variety of different uh, uh, ways of looking at it. Can you elaborate a little bit more on uh, the implementation? Because I find, and I've mentioned this before sure. in the conversations we've had both on podcast and otherwise, yeah. is that you wind up having uh, created this roadmap and you've gone through all the process of putting it on uh, the whiteboard, but then people go back to work yep. and nothing happens. Yep. How do you make sure, because everybody else is, you know, I mean, I've been in so many uh, retreats, uh, so many retreats organizations where they have board meetings and great ideas, great plans, uh, all great things to think about, and yeah. they really want to embrace it. And I believe that sincerity is there, but to to have trust in the sincerity, you have to have results because <laughs> you're yeah. going to look at those the social media, you're going to look at the at the uh, you know the website and say they say they're going to do this five years ago, they haven't done anything. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so how do you, how do you keep that alive and well? Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, that's some of the secret sauce of what Align is. Uh, how how Align it. Align engages uh, with our clients is we really take take on the responsibility of moving those things forward. So obviously we're not uh, we're not inside the company. Um, so there are, are pieces that need to be taken care of uh, on that internal level uh, within the company and within its constituency. Um, but we really function as air traffic control at that point. So we're helping mm -hmm. the trains run on time. We're making sure those projects are moving forward. The things that we said 90 days ago, we're reporting out on those. And we're not only saying that they happened, but we're also talking about the results uh, that are uh, the things that are the result of, the, of that, the positive um, moving forward of the company and the initiatives, the, uh, you know, the KPIs and those kinds of things. Phil, you've done an outstanding job. Thank you for the conversation because it's Thank definitely you, needed. And uh, authentic uh, is part of the process, as you say, and and getting the trust level going the right way. Yep. Uh, Align Energy Solutions can provide that pathway and uh, or pathways. So I'm, I'm very encouraged by what you're saying, very enthused as well of our future. And uh, because of companies like yours, that uh, have the the right mindset. So thank you, Phil Rice, CEO of, uh, of Align Energy Solutions, for being with us today. And uh, we'll hope to have you back uh, to keep us updated because it's a process, and those processes right. are very needed. And thank you again, Phil Rice, and f for being on. Thanks, Mark. I really appreciate it. It's always a blast being with you. It is. It's always wonderful to be with you and. Uh, folks, um, the future of energy depends on us, depends on all of us. Tune in to upcoming episodes of the Energy Fellows Podcast. Thank you. Join us again next week on the Energy Fellows Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. To learn more, go to OGGN.com.